Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Network. Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Hello, Alora. Hey, Matt, how are you? Uh, apparently better than you, uh, based on what we talked about before the show. Go on. Yeah, my weekend was 10 pounds of COVID in a two-pound bag. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I didn't have COVID. Um, but well, I mean, holy cow- we knew that. You would have led with that if that was the Yeah, case. I would have led with that. But I mean, get back to me in seven to 10 days, but... This weekend, I tested the <laughs> I tested the efficacy of my vaccines because I spent the entire weekend around hordes of people. Did you go to like another Guns N' Roses concert? No. So let's see. Let's start with Friday, shall we? Okay. Friday night, I had a dress rehearsal with my orchestra for our annual holiday concert, which is lovely, followed by uh, being on air with QVC at 2 a.m., followed by timing an indoor swim meet with roughly 10 million children all unmasked on the pool deck. You know, that that indoor pool environment, which yeah, yeah. essentially seems like a Petri dish. That smell from my four-year-old days comes yes. back now. Yeah. So like my eyeballs and throat, like everything was all fucked up. Chlorine goodness. And then, yeah. No, it was a lot. And then the next day I got up and and performed my annual holiday concert, you know, to an audience of a thousand people. So and they were all masked and vax checked. But, um, you know, it was a lot of a lot of people. It was and, a real um, test of your protein spike elasticity. Yes. I was like, thank you, booster. Wow. And then, of course, mixed in there were several people that I know who were exposed to COVID by other people that I don't know that, you know, so they then had to wait and get their test results. And it, of course, ca- caused that annoying domino effect of who, which kids can come for a play date and which kids can carpool Yay. and which ones can't. And it's like, oh my God, it's like hurting my brain. It's like the COVID dominoes. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a word for that, but we need one. COVID and, dominoes. Yeah. You know, that COVID domino effect where like one thing happens and then like one person is exposed and then it causes this like ripple effect. The um, butter COVID effect. 
the <laughs> we did, so listen for our first segment today what i have is a list of covid words and i feel because I, you know you and i are both word nerds yes and we need to go through this list we need to decide what we're going to nix and what we still need and i'll tell you right off the bat the word that means the aggravation you feel when one person is exposed to covid and then it causes a massive domino effect we need a word for that we still don't have one you know, back in the 80s, there was an HBO series really ahead of its time. Obviously, there was nothing before its time was the 80s and HBO called Not Necessarily the News. Oh, I remember that. And they had a segment called Sniglets. Sniglets. I love I had a book about Sniglets. I had a book about Sniglets, too. In first I grade, Sniglets. I did a report on Sniglets. And do you know and you, which one? Great. I have to ask you, which one stick with you? Because I know you have I have two that stick with me. Uh, Snackosphere. Oh, snackosphere. I like that. Is that is the unnecessary um, atmosphere above chips inside a bag. Oh, I love that. So I have um, Hozone, which is the place that your um, lost sock goes that you can't <laughs> find. And then there's another one. And maybe I don't I remember the definition. I don't remember the word. But the definition was the physical reaction that happens when an ice cube on the bottom of your glass smacks you in the face. <laughs> There was one, I forget it, but uh, so the little plastic nib on the end of a shoelace is called an aglet. And for real, it's called that? It's called oh, like an, an eyelet and an aglet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the the, the sniglet for like, it was like a lost aglet shoelace, like with a, the phrases all over the place. <laughs> oh, you like can't where tie one them. side has it, the other one Yeah, doesn't. yeah. There was, a, there was a sniglet for that. Anyway, I audience, look up sniglet. I don't understand how sniglets did not remain a thing because like it should be. That should still be a thing. Well, the word sniglet itself is, is a sniglet. Is a sniglet. <laughs> a word that should exist, but doesn't. I love it. But that's the thing. That's called a neologism. When you invent a word, like fuck in, that, I'm calling them sniglets. Uh, yeah, These are that's COVID it. sniglets. Well, I mean, even in like The Simpsons, like they had something called the debigulator. You know, it's just <laughs> it, 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 it was a shrink ray, but they called it the debigulator. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. So I just thought, you know, for fun, we should just talk about the ones that have come into our lives for better or for worse. All right. I have not looked at the list, but I'm sure COVID is on there. COVID? COVID. Yeah. COVID is on there. Like okay. a person who doesn't take COVID seriously. Yeah, we have COVID. And I like that one. Um, I feel like that one is getting a thumbs up for me. So then we have um, vaccination or coronation, like the, you know, the vacation that you get as soon as you get vaccinated or boosted. Oh, I, I did not know that. I read that people are calling it vaccination, but really, I always saw the hashtag vaccation. I saw that in a lot of places. Okay. So I like I like vaccation. Um, then we have I like this one vaxhole. Um, okay, that meaning, sounds probably like what it is. Yeah, like a person who gets vaccinated and then like evangelizes and is really pompous about everyone else toward like everyone else. Like a braggart. Like a braggart. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I'm proud that I got the shot, but like, I don't need to be obnoxious to everybody else because nobody likes that person. Look at me. Here I am right where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kermit the Frog, folks. My really, really negative, horrible scratch that in the record. Kermit the Frog. That Muppet was a terrible Kermit. <laughs> I'm so not okay, good. Though. You get the credit. I didn't try. Look at me. Here I am. I can't do it. Here I am right where I belong. I can't do it. Um, then we have, uh, we have Corona coaster, you know, like the ups and downs of pandemic life. That makes sense. But, but I feel like that's still, I still, I need the one that's like domino, you know, um, 
Then we I, li- I like Morona, a person behaving stupidly because of coronavirus outbreak. Morona, okay. The two that I never heard before the pandemic that we use all the time now are Zoom fatigue and doom scrolling. But Zoom fatigue is more of like an idiom. It's not really like a like COVID idiot. Right, like, like it's not a word. Yeah, yeah. But it is a it's an important phrase, though, yeah. because it's kind of like you say it and people know exactly what you're talking about, even if they've never even heard that expression before. I wonder if the company Zoom gets a royalty whenever anyone says Zoom fatigue. I w- They should. Like their brand is pro and con at this point. I feel like where are the Skype people in all this? Right. Are they not like, hey, like we were the Kleenex. We were the Vaseline. That's right. What the fuck? Yeah. They and used to nobody be the even knew Zoom. Like, where was Zoom three years ago? No, Like, it existed, but no one used it. Right. Yeah, and like, now, like, all of a sudden, Zoom just steps in and they're like, excuse me, we are the new Q-tip. Right. And Microsoft Teams like, hey, uh, um, we're, are we still here? Microsoft <laughs> yeah. Teams, we're still here. Even FaceTime is yeah, like, gone. I mean, it's really amazing. And I actually remember because I had a relative who used Zoom before the pandemic. And she said something to me about it. And I was like, do you mean Skype? And she was like, no, Zoom. And I was like, yeah, OK, yeah. Uh, whatever, Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I like I literally thought she had made it up. <laughs> we were using Zoom at Stupid Cancer in 2016 when it first came out. Oh, yeah. Well, are yes. you ready for this little fun fact? Go for it. In 2006, I used Uvu. Uvu? Uvu. Do you even know what that is? Is that like the next uh, coronavirus variant? <laughs> it was exactly Zoom, but it was called Uvu, O-O-V-O-O. And then I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if they became Zoom. I have no idea. Okay. But I feel like they they were left out of this whole thing. I see. All right. I just looked at them. There's one down here that makes no sense. German? Hamster fucking? No. What is it? <laughs> no, it's not I don't like this. Fucking. I read it no, wrong, I but I kind of like it now. No, hamster cowfing? Yeah, hamster coughing. It's an actual word. It's not oh, it's like, like a new made up word. Oh, like hamster coughing. Yeah, and like, it means I don't know if I said <laughs> very German. That's very the, German. That's my terrible German accent, which is, and it means stockpiling or hoarding shit because of the pandemic. And it, the literal meaning is hoarding food like a hamster. That's why it's hamster coughing. I thought like, like squirrels hoard food. I know they keep it in their cheeks, but I'm not sure that's the same as hoarding. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but I kind of feel like, all right, I'll put that up there. I don't know that it's up at the same level as like schadenfreude um, or zeitgeist. I do love my German words. Right, or gestalt. I love gestalt. You know, I say gestalt like at least once a week. Yeah. And I just love it because, again, there's no other word that means that. No, it's its own word. And I feel like I want more of those. There's got to be a word for like, like walking into a supermarket and seeing toilet paper for the first time. And seeing it for the first time? Well, yeah, we were so used to it not being there. Oh, so like, like, like some Shangri-La, that... it'd be a gestalt moment. You walk into a supermarket. <laughs> oh my God, there's toilet paper. Like, I would like that the word, a word that means the relief you experience for seeing that there's not a shortage of something. Charmonics. Oh, Charmony. 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 All... There we go. Charmony. <laughs> Coin. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> to go, daddy. <laughs> gonna get the domain charmony that's it and also like maybe the act of sharing your stuff should be like be charmonious what's the opposite Live of bounty Trump. nothing oh, is it <laughs> isn't that ironic someone call alanis Marset. yes that it's, it's like rain on your wedding bounty 
what do you call a bounty shortage? (laughs) We're going down a rabbit hole right now. We are. We are. But I have to do. I have one more though, which is zumping. Zumping. Zumping, like Z-U-M-P-I-N-G. Is that a bestiality thing that I'm missing out on? Yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw that, I was like, that's Zoom humping. I'm sorry. Um, that's but what, it is I not. went zebra humping, but I'm <laughs> way worse than you as a human being <laughs> going to hell right now. No, it's like when you Zoom dump somebody. You can, what do you, wait, like you're dating on Zoom and you say no more or you're in a meeting, you just bail. No, no, like you're dating in real life. And then the way you break up with the person is by zooming them and being like, by the way, this isn't working out. Oh, like when Burger dumped Carrie on a post-it? Yes, exactly. Except in 2021. <laughs> Again, you just had that that example just right there, ready to go. Just like <laughs> like <laughs> locked up Our ready. seven Sex in the City listener fans are jumping for joy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so Zoom dumping. I guess it's like the better than ghosting, like on the spectrum of bad behavior is like, you know, in-person breaking up, telephone breaking up, Zoom breaking up, you know, zumping, posting, ghosting. I can't wait to read if it hasn't been written already, like how people broke up during a pandemic if they never actually saw each other. Yeah, How did they know it wasn't working out? Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, Like what would working out even look like? I have no idea. By the way. Did you see the newest season of Modern Love? Do you watch that show? You I don't, don't watch no. anything, right? You really should watch it. So Modern Love is a, it's like an anthology series on uh, Amazon Prime, I think. And each episode is a different set of people and it's a different love story. And they're based on a romance column in the New York Times. So they're all like true stories or dramatized true stories. And they're really fun to watch. And in the second season, one of them was a story of, a guy and a girl who meet on a train going home in Europe, but like from their university or something on March 7th, 2020. And that's the backstory of the plot line that they meet each other and they like make a date to meet up again. And they never expect that there's going to be a year of lockdown. And do they ever find each other again? And it, it just was, it struck me to see COVID and the pandemic and the lockdown as already a plot point in something. That's incredible. It was really like a cool experience. So if you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. It's cool. And Kit Harrington is in that, that episode, and he's great. That guy I know. Of course you do, because he's adorable. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right. It is time for our Sir Moment. Sir Moment. I decided to do the scary one, Sir Moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a scary one this week? Yes and no. One of the things, honestly, that still stresses me out a lot about COVID is the idea of long COVID, Um, that people who got COVID, you know, who have had COVID already, that they may experience very long-term symptoms. And that whole idea that you could have a virus, recover from the virus, but then have this like incredibly long period afterwards, it just scares the crap out of me. Why don't we put long COVID in the vocabulary words in the first segment? I mean, social distancing itself was a COVID vocabulary word that no one knew about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And let me just ask you this back back to the words. Was that a term that actually meant staying away from each other before or was it literally invented during the pandemic? Social distancing was used in the 1918 pandemic. Oh, it was? Yeah, they just brought it back. Oh, so like it was a word that already existed and already meant stay away from each other, but we yeah. just didn't have a need to use it. Yeah, like it was used in Africa during the Ebola breakout. It's a real thing. Oh, I... I and I and yet I had never even heard of it. The more you know, 
<laughs> you are there. You have so much random knowledge. I do not understand how you even have space in your brain to like know how to brush your teeth. Oh, I, I lost that skill years ago. Seriously. My mind's crazy. a shock glass. Something goes in, something comes out. It's insane. Um, but the Sermall poll was on long COVID because I, I think it's something that we hear about sort of in passing. And I wanted to know really what the doctors had to say about it. And and according to DHS, the Department of Health and Human Services and and the Department of Justice, long COVID actually can be a disability. So I thought it might be a nice time to uh, to talk about it. So first question that we asked was, who's most at risk of getting long COVID? Now, 34% of the doctors that responded said pretty much anyone who gets COVID could get long COVID. That does not make me feel calm. Yeah. Now, you know, 41% of the doctors said really it's people with pre-existing health conditions, which right. is sort of what I expected. Um, but that's pretty close, you know, to say 41% of the doctors said it's about the pre-existing conditions and 34% said it's really anybody. And then the remaining few percentage points, you know, 9% of doctors said seniors, 6% said young people, 4 said women, and 3 said men. So that's kind of like negligible, those numbers. But it seems like some doctors think anybody could get it and some doctors think it's really more the people with the pre-existing conditions. I'm reading the second question here. Does the vaccine reduce the chances of long-term side effects? 80%? Yes. Okay. That's Thank good God. to know. Mm -hmm. um, do you, doctors of Sermo, have any patients with COVID that have had symptoms that lasted weeks and months? And 86% said yes. Yikes. That's yeah. a lot, isn't it? 86% of Sermo doctors polled have patients with long COVID. Wow. Wow. You know, I we just this weekend very briefly saw a relative um, who had COVID. She was not vaccinated. She had COVID. She was on a ventilator. She uh, recovered from COVID, but she recovered several months ago and is still having massive pulmonary issues. Yeah. And the next question is just as scary, too. Not just you have patients that had long COVID, but you have patients who had a mild infection that turned into long COVID. And again, 77 percent said, yes, this is terrifying. That is terrifying to think that someone could have a mild infection and then still end up having long COVID that, you know, weeks, months, hopefully not much longer than that down the line, they're still experiencing symptoms. That's really scary. What's also scary is that, yes, you mentioned before that long COVID could be a disability. 80% of the sermon doctors said, yes, it should be a disability. Man, does that change a whole lot of laws and reimbursements and regulatory right. issues if there are, you know, 4 billion people on this planet that have had COVID by now. And what is it? Maybe a third will have long COVID. That's a lot of people, a lot wouldn't of countries that, with disabilities. Wouldn't that just be the most ironic thing in the world? If all of these people who didn't get vaccinated and then got COVID ended up being the force to push disability law forward because it affects them. Thank you for smoking. <laughs> but wouldn't that be unbelievable? That'd be hysterical. That's the chain of events like that. I mean, because, you know, so many people don't care about something until it affects them. And wouldn't that just be an interesting side effect that like suddenly everybody wakes up and is like, hey, disability benefits. The more you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need a button that just plays that every time. All right. We're going to take a break and be right back. Ah. <sighs> 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And now we're back. We're back. Omicron. What was I? Oh, Matt, we're, running I not, a, we're running out of Greek letters. Yeah, I know. And, and this, like we've said, this is not the way we wanted to learn the Greek alphabet. We're, we're going to go to the Hebrew language afterwards. We're going to have Aleph, Bet, Gimbal, Dalad variants. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't say those though. Can we? Can we pick a different language? Can we pick like French or something? <laughs> Un deux trois. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like that would it would make me feel better. Yes, exactly. I mean those are numbers, but still. Eins zwei drei the vier fünf. The fifth well, variant. <laughs> also, though, Svansik. can we not get the COVID variant people together with the hurricane people and have them come up with the same system? <laughs> it's Hurricane Barry and the Barry variant. Yes. Because let me just Poor say Barry. this. Allura is available for both. Yes, it certainly is. <laughs> I definitely do not want to be a COVID variant, though. No. Although that's got to be like a fun prize, though. Think about it. Are any Greek letters like people's names? Um, I'm trying to think. Not usually. I mean, Delta, what's like, her face was on Designing Women, right? Delta Burke? Yeah, but I think she's named after like the Mississippi Delta. Okay, not the Delta variant, yeah, which I, didn't exist when she was named. Not the triangle. No. Yeah, I think that Greek people tend to name their kids more after like uh, figures in Greek mythology. Okay. Like everyone's got an Uncle Socrates and, yeah. um, you know, and Plato and the, the philosophers and stuff like that. So here's what's happening. So the news is telling us that the Omicron variant had been in the Netherlands a week before South Africa reported it to the WHO. So that's problematic because South Africa reports it and then President Biden shuts down travel, right? So non-U.S. citizens start coming from South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Namibia, Lesotho. Lesotho, yes, that's a great little country there. Eswatini, I don't even know these countries, Mozambique and Malawi, which by the way, during COVID, I 100% applied to help a legal effort in Malawi to go there, live there for two months and help them prosecute elephant poachers, by the way. That so, is not surprising. I, they did not call me back yet, but I'm really, I'm like ready to go. You have yet to tell me anything that 
audacious that I just don't not believe because it's you. Of course, I was just like, I could do this. Like, why not? Like, why wouldn't they need me? That would be. And I remember I, I applied to this program and I said, I have zero experience doing this, but I've prosecuted other things. And I don't know. I'm smart. I can figure it out. And I don't even care what it would take to do that. The story alone would be so outstanding that I would carry that with me for my whole life and I would write a book about it. It'd be great. But anyway, enough about me. The Biden administration shut down travel from those countries. But that's sort of fucked up if you think about the fact that they didn't shut down travel to the Netherlands and that's where it freaking started. And the Netherlands said jack shit about it. And then South Africa fessed up and now South Africa gets shut down because of it. Right, but it's like these countries didn't, created it just kind of mutated there right which means right. it could have and, mutated and, anywhere else too we just don't know it well and i i mean the thing is on one hand i absolutely understand that if we are talking about a contagious disease it makes good sense to shut borders so that we don't transmit it you know that we can at least contain it to some degree i i get i get that on the other hand the UN Secretary General said on Wednesday that these travel restrictions that isolate a particular country or a particular region are deeply unfair and punitive and that they're ineffective. So that kind of really gives me pause to say uh, maybe this wasn't a very good idea because if it doesn't work, then there's really no point in shutting down travel to any one particular place. And you know it's going to have some kind of negative repercussions on the people of that country. But I mean, shutting things down, it's kind of like they're already here. They're already there. Everyone's already everywhere. It doesn't matter. They found the New York one from a guy that went to the Javits Center convention who came from South Africa. So what good is it? Right, right. I I mean, that from my like layperson's view seems to be the case. Like, what are you going to accomplish now? You're not going to, what do they call it? Put the genie back in the bottle? Right. That's the, that's the wrong. Put the bathwater back with the baby? No, that's not. No, it. no, no. It's like the the, some, the toothpaste back in the tube. That's yeah, thank you. There toothpaste you go. tube. Got it. Um, well done. But <laughs> it took <laughs> it took me a little while to get there. Good with words, bad with expressions. Um, it seems to me that that it is kind of a problem. But at the same time, I don't believe that the government is shutting down travel just arbitrarily. I mean, I'd like to think that big government decisions like that are done with some degree of knowledge and purpose. I mean, I don't think Joe Biden woke up and was like, I just feel like fucking with South Africa. Like, let's do this. Like, I'm sure that that's not really what happened. Right. I mean, I I think it's not what happened. So, like, I don't know. Is there any good reason to do this? I would say that in my spirit of don't panic, I take solace in the fact that according to the World Health Organization, 7.8 billion doses of vaccine have been given on this entire planet and that 3.3 billion Americans, mostly in Western countries, because we have to deal with the incongruities facing third world countries or undeveloped nations, 3.3 billion people, more than a third of the westernized planet has been fully vaccinated. That gives me some kind of general complacency That'll it, it, it will knock would never be as bad as it was. We will not be forced into lockdown. And there's so many medications coming out. And the fact that they can rejigger a version of our vaccines for something variant in 90 days. I, I, 
I don't see a reason to freak out unless like it's like the next variant melts you in three seconds on the street. <laughs> then you I, panic. especially with the reconfiguring. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be melted by a variant when, when the yeah. when the Omega variant comes out and just wipes us all out with making us like like uh, melted putty on the street by touching something. Then you worry. But right, for that now, would be bad. Oh my God! Really, like uh, three and a half billion people have been fully vaccinated. That's that's an incredible statistic that is. to hang your hat on. Yeah, and feel no, it a is. Little sense of comfort. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I I like your attitude. Although I have to tell you, I'm I'm hanging on to your peace of mind for a minute. Right up until I read this, and I got immediately annoyed. So Mo Ibrahim is a Sudanese British billionaire. And he runs the Mo Ibrahim Foundation. And I, I don't know much about him um, other than that he seems like both a billionaire and somewhat of a do-gooder. Um, but here's what he said, and I'm sure this is true, and this is why I'm mad. He said that from early in the crisis, his foundation and other African voices have warned that an unvaccinated Africa could become a perfect incubator for variants. So here's the thing, right? Americans in particular so easily think of Africa and Asia as places that they just do not have to worry about. I don't think that. I mean, I don't think it, but people think it's like, I will be honest by saying Africa and Asia tend to be last on my radar in terms of like what's going on in the world. I think about the US, North America, I think about Europe, and then like later distantly, I tend to think about Africa because I have no connections to those places. They're not on the news as often. Um, they're not part of my daily life and business. So it always feels very removed for me. Right. And in, in my work, I mean, I've done a lot of work with international cancer advocacy organizations. And yeah, there are shocking disparities, unsurprisingly, that in underdeveloped nations and third world countries that do not have the resources, they barely have clean water. You're right. going to get a situation culturally, anthropologically, societally, that is nowhere near the benefits that we take advantage for every single day in countries like America and Britain. And that trickles out into yeah. every aspect of health. So I, I'm one of those people that does con completely take into consideration Asia and Africa as literal hotbeds for the next bad thing. Yeah. And, and, and it's so easy to see how whatever fucked up thing is happening in Africa and it might be easy to shut your door, your window, your eyes, your mind and not worry about it. What then ends up happening is, uh, you know, 50 more variants develop in Africa because it's underdeveloped and there's not enough vaccines. And then one person comes to the Javits Center and infects New York City. And, well, and, props to Mo Ibrahim for his forecasting because he's dead on accurate. Yeah. And it, it's just it's such an important thing to keep in mind. It really is. And, you know. We've talked before about how in the beginning of COVID in, in, you know, spring of 2020, we were so focused on what was going on all around the world. And when it comes to health, particularly in the world of contagious diseases, there is no more important kind of aspect to think about the interconnectedness of all of the world. We have to do that. And it's kind of like the world is teaching us a lesson that if we don't want to think about what's happening in other places, they're going to make us think about what happens in other places. So the metaphor that emerged with masks, if we want to talk about like like search terms and what came out of the pandemic is that, you know, there's no, oh, just pee on this side of the pool. Everyone else will be fine. The earth right. is a giant pool. And if there's piss over here, you can't avoid it because there's no walls <laughs> that block yeah. shit from going around the planet. 
So right. infectious diseases are just that. There's no place you can go. There's no hole you can hide in. They're there. They're there. They're there. So that's kind of a downer. We're ending on a So let's do end on a positive note. My children are both fully vaccinated now, and they're thrilled to not be able to have to wear a mask in Starbucks, whose current policy is if you're fully vaccinated, it's an option. Until such time as it's not, that is their bar for success, is going to Starbucks with me and not having to wear a mask. Well, and that is a good way to end. So everyone, go get your cake pops and enjoy the $50 coffee. Yeah, no, the, the $80 sous vides, the egg bites are really good. 80 bucks, worth it. They, worth 80 bucks. I know, but no, how about those Airline freaking points. bagels? Have you had those bagels, those little mini bagels with the cream cheese inside them? I Come have on. not. I, they they disturb me. Oh, they're so They're good. also $426. Yeah. Thank you, Starbucks. <laughs> also, by the way, I just looked up some Snigglets. Here's one. Blurful. Blurful? Go forth. What is blurful? <laughs> to be caught talking at the top of one's lungs when the music at the bar suddenly stops. <laughs> And I, well, uh, oh God, I can't do that. That's so All right, we're going to end on my okay. my second favorite snagglet, which is the person who pushes the pull door. <laughs> what, what is the name for that person? A dork. <laughs> All right, folks, have a good one. Lou and I will see you back here next week. See ya. That's all for now. If you like Facts On, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66, and we might just use it in a future show. Facts On is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. <laughs>